Good morning, Heritage family. It is so nice to virtually worship with you on this Easter Sunday morning. Our family is here to kick us off and to bring us together in worship as we read some scriptures and sing a song. I'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 6. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth will fill his glory. I'll be singing, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus does love us, and we are going to remember his life, his death, and his resurrection this morning. Let us worship together. We place you on the highest place for you are the great high priest we place you high above all else all else and we come to you and worship at your feet. We place you. We place you on the highest place. On the highest place. For you. For you. On the great high priest.
privilege of reading scripture to you this morning. So if you would, take your Bibles out and let's turn to Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. And while you do that, I'd like to wish you a happy Easter from the Wright family. Each and every one of you have been in our thoughts and prayers the past few weeks, and we look forward to that day when we can meet together again. So if you would, Matthew 21, 1 through 9. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, a foul of a, the foul of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. chapter 22, verses 39 through 46. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the, to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. 
to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. Your only son, no sin to hide, but you have sent him from your side to walk upon this guilty side. And to become the Lamb of God. O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the Holy Lamb of God. O wash me in His precious blood, my Jesus Christ the Lamb of God. Your gift of love they crucified. They laughed and scorned him as he died. The humble king they named a fraud and sacrificed the Lamb of 
Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the Holy Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. I was so lost, I should have died, but you have brought me to your side to be led by your staff and rod and to be called a Lamb of God. O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the Holy Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood, till I am just the Lamb of God. I'll be reading Luke chapter 23, verses 44 through 47 from the NIV. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land, until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the cross, the old rugged cross, till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old cross, the old rugged cross, and exchange it someday for a crown. Oh, that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left His glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. So I'll cherish the cross, the old rugged cross, till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the cross, the old rugged cross, and exchange it someday for a crown. In that old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine, a one 
just beauty I see. For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. So I'll cherish the cross, the old rugged cross, till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the cross, the old rugged cross, and exchange it someday for a crown. To that old rugged cross I will ever be true, its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the cross, the old rugged cross, till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the cross, the old rugged cross, and exchange it someday for a crown. <laughs> I had this camera set up, and now it fell. Okay, I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Okay, I don't know about you brothers and sisters, but I am just about sick and tired of being indoors. I need to, I need to hear about resurrection because we have been so locked in our homes for so long for weeks and I just feel like I need to come out of the door and be resurrected into life. And that's what I've done this morning. I've tried to come out here uh, in nature just to just to see God's beauty and what he has made. When we went into our homes, things were dying. It was, it was winter, dead leaves everywhere. And now, if you look around, just look, just within the last few days, life is coming back into the world. Life is coming back into the world. I hope that we can get back to our normal lives soon. But I want you to imagine this morning, a morning a couple of thousand years ago. And it was a tough three days for the followers of Jesus, those that believed in him and followed him and thought he had come here to set up a kingdom and to set people free. And they for the last three days had been mourning his death. And then that morning, that Sunday morning, Mary and Mary and Salome, they go to the grave and they find it empty. Jesus is risen. He has brought life back into the world. And that is the hope that we have 
through Jesus Christ. I want to read a couple of passages with you this morning. One comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is what Christ's resurrection means to us. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to skip down to 50, verse 53, or let's go to 52. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable and will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then, then saying that, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my bro dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Thanks be to God that we are a new creature in Jesus Christ. See, when we were baptized and went into that watery grave and had our sins washed away, we came up out of that water, a new creation, symbolizing the resurrection of Jesus, coming out of that water, being raised anew. And because he was raised from the death and conquered death, we too can someday walk out of the grave because of his power, not by anything that we've done, but by the grace of Jesus Christ because he died for our sins, was buried and raised that Sunday morning to give us new life. What do we have to look forward to? Right now the world is in pain and anguish and sadness. People are dying, people are suffering, people have lost jobs. People need hope, and we have a word of hope for them. God's great gift of Jesus Christ. And what do we have to look forward to? No more crying, no more death. Revelation 21 tells us, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men. He will live with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Christ has made everything new. He has given us new life through his resurrection, and we have hope in him because he lived, and because he died, and because he raised. And because we know the greatest prophecy has yet to be fulfilled, and that is he is going to come when the trumpet sounds someday to take us home. And we will be over this being indoors and being this sadness and the things that have touched this world, the decay and the death and the sin, 
that has kept us from him. Thanks be to God for sending his son to save us. Can you hear the birds? Can you see his beauty? God is so good. He has given us a beautiful life. Though we may suffer, we have times to look forward to. And though we are away from each other, we will see each other again soon. I miss every one of you. Every Linda and Tom <laughs> and every, every single one of you, I miss you. Jim and Jimmy and all of you. I miss you, Brownie. I miss you, Jim White. I miss you. I miss you all. Larry and Kermit, Melinda. I wish I could name every single one of you. But you are on our hearts and you are on our minds. Now, if you, um, you're wondering if you haven't taken that step and been baptized and been gone into water, had your sins washed away and raised out in new life and new creation, we want you to know that we give you that opportunity. Just because we're stuck in our homes and, and in this uh, quarantine or isolation, that's not gonna stop us from, from being able to baptize anyone that wants to, be, wants to commit their life to Christ. If anyone has that need, please reach out, call the church office, leave a message, or look up my number, or, or Steve's, or any of the elders, and uh, or Chad's, or Adam's, anyone, any of the deacons. Let us know any way we can help you uh, if you have a need, let us know. If you want to be baptized, we will make arrangements to make that happen immediately. Let us know. Because your heart and your salvation is more important to us than anything. We love you so much. We miss you, and we will be back together soon. If you will, pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your son and his willingness to live as us, to suffer as us, to understand what death is, and to conquer it and to be raised, and to give us hope of life eternal with you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you for loving us enough, caring for each and every one of us, that you would do that, and you would do it again, that you made every way possible for us to be with you. Please conquer the evil in this world. Please heal our nation. Help our eyes be turned to you. And help us to cry out to you, Lord. And Lord Jesus, come soon as we cannot wait to be with you in heaven for eternity. Lord, be with us. God sent his son.
designated by many believers as Easter, or some call it Resurrection Sunday. Hence, there's a special focus already on the resurrection of Jesus. His death, however, was a cruel one on a cruel cross. And we're grateful that we can join together via the technology of today and joyful singing and prayer and dynamic preaching. However, another element of our worship is the commemoration of the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. Now, there are two components to the Lord's Supper, a memorial component and a celebration component. I encourage you to recognize and focus your thoughts on the memorial component during this solemn supper, but please do not dwell on the memorial aspect to the exclusion of the celebration. As we've already noted, believers in Jesus Christ across the world have set aside this particular Sunday as Easter or Resurrection Sunday. Let your mind take you along with the early disciples who saw the terrible deed of the crucifixion, but then three days later awoke to a marvelous resurrected Jesus Christ. Joy must have filled their hearts. Their excitement had to have been very difficult to control as they became more and more aware of this marvelous miracle. In that celebration, we, like the early disciples, must experience true joy because indeed he arose. And we're familiar with many scriptures that remind us of the institution of the Lord's Supper. Today, we place much of our focus, however, on the resurrection. We must accept the truth, however, of the death, burial, and resurrection through faith. The Lord instituted now the Lord's Supper. Read with me Mark 14, 22 through 25. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Pray with me, please. Our Father in heaven, please accept our sincere prayer of thanksgiving for the marvelous gift of your only Son. We know without his willingness to be obedient to you, even to the cross, we would be without hope of an eternal home with you. Also, we are exceedingly joyful of the eventual outcome of this terrible experience on that horrific cross where our Lord and Savior suffered an agonizing death. We know he spent three days and three nights in the tomb, but thanks to you for raising him up again to show the Godhead's superiority over Satan and death. Without that component of this sacrifice, we would be left lacking in our hope. We thank you for this bread, which represents our Savior's body on that cross. As we take time to memorialize and celebrate that gift from you, we seek help from your Holy Spirit that indwells us to understand the agony and the victory associated with these acts. We pray we will execute our part of this supper in a manner fully pleasing and acceptable to you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name, and amen.
Will you continue to pray with me, please? We're going to pray for the fruit of the vine, which, of course, is emblematic of the blood our Savior shed for us so that we might be washed whiter than snow and all of our sins forgiven. Father, once again, we come before you, your awesome presence, through your Son to express our sincere thanks for this fruit, for this fruit of the vine, which represents the blood shed by your Son and our Savior on that cruel cross. Yet, Father, once again, we beseech guidance from your Holy Spirit to grasp the full meaning of the celebratory component of our partaking of the fruit of the vine. Help us understand the importance of remembering his death and burial and still celebrating that glorious resurrection as we partake. We pray this in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, and amen. Thank you for joining us in worship virtually this morning. Even though we cannot be together, it is so nice to see all the emails and kind thoughts that are going around to encourage one another as our family at Heritage. I want to thank Brandon and DJ, Adam, Drake, Shane, Jim for their leading us this morning. And a big round of applause for Joseph Scavone who has worked tirelessly each week putting our worship together. We appreciate him so much. Let us end with a prayer.
Father, we thank you so much for this time of worship. And even though we can't be together, we know that you bring us together as a family because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We thank you for his life, for his example for us. And may we turn around this week and encourage each other to love each other as you have loved us. We thank you for this time of worship this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.